I love it when they make the noises. The noises these the SoundCloud rappers have. Young nigga, rich nigga, I'm a bad bitch. Get a fuck nigga, whole nigga. I don't fuck with both niggas. Always have my own since I jumped up off the post. You ain't know, now you know, nigga. I take four four nigga. What's up? It's impressed me with music. I'm Dave. Hey, I'm Mary, and you're listening to yet another episode of Impress Me With Music. Hey, we have a special guest this time. We do. Say what's up. What up, what up, what up? Roman Hill, Impress Me With Music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much for wrapping us right off the top. We've got a, we've got a pretty sweet theme today. Dave, why don't, why don't you intro that? Tupac that v. Biggie, we're settling it. Settling it, once and for all. Enough of this, who was better, blah, 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 blah. We're ending it today. <laughs> we're the only ones who have had an episode like this ever in ever. music. Ever, this is the first yeah. ever Biggie yeah. Tupac debate in history. <laughs> you literally will find nothing about this online, and I promise you we will not be reading comments from a genius uh, comment thread. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, Roman, you want to say a, a quick word about yourself? Who, who are you? Uh, I'm, I'm Big Nasty and Dirt from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, uh, I crack jokes and I, I got one skill. I think I, I think I got hemorrhoids. I think I discovered that I got hemorrhoids today. That's going to be something to talk about. My ass is hurting a lot. So right now I'm just a... Can I say some of this stuff on this? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this is the, part, the part where you speak I sh- freely. I, I should probably say this is Lil Yachty and we're playing him because he said he <laughs> hates both Tupac and Biggie, but now go ahead and finish. Please, please. You're right I am the opposite of mumble rap. There's a lot of mumble comedy coming out right now. Mm-hmm. You need to get rid of that. It's a whole lot of blibber, 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 blibber. a whole lot of... Uh, Hmm, what word can I say? Hold on, we're gonna have to fade oh. the song out soon. Save it, save it for the the body. <laughs> Hi, I'm Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. My name is Danny Schill. And I'm Dan Muller. And we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you guys know. We've also had DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida. Oh, wow. That's the end of the expert. Tanya Harding. Steven Seagal. And Meatloaf. Dick Cheney always says, one of my best friends. You and Dick, huh? Oh, yeah. I was there when he shot that guy in the face. I had to run off because I had priors. But Yeah. So please listen to We Book Celebrities on the Machine Culture Net- Network. <laughs> Been through a lot of pain in my life, and I pray the Lord take it all away. I got family doing life. I never see the sunshine again. I pray it all away. We all diamond thief when I blessed the game. I was being quiet, but got a lot to say. Unique chains on the freeway, no knee rings, cocaine. Made a statement, I was grinding on them. I didn't order off on a replay. Rolex, no diamonds in it. Twist moving, no time to take it. Introvert.
That is Changing Lanes off Kevin Gates' newest EP, Chain to the City. And I am Mary Novohovsky yet again. We got a lot to say about this Kevin Gates EP, but before I really go into that and we dig deep into this absolutely exceptional episode, I want to remind you to rate and review our fucking podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Impress Me With Music. You can find us on Facebook, Impress Me With Music. Instagram. Instagram, impress me with music. That's about it. That's where we stop. Finally, we've got an account. We're commenting Shit, freely. I my clip up on Pornhub. Freely and, and openly. Here's the thing. I've been making this deal with you guys now for a couple episodes, and I fucking mean it. If you write a comment, and rate and review us on iTunes or on Facebook, and you say, hey, Mary, where the fuck is my Starbucks gift card? I will send you a Starbucks gift card. If you live in close proximity, I'll walk it over to your house. I'll shake your hand. You'll get a, you're gonna get Craigslist killer. Well, that's true. I mean, I just, I just would really like you to rate and review, even if it's one star, even if it's three stars, five stars, preferably five. Stars. Write five star, but then in the comments say how much you hate us. Yeah, but then remind. But then also fuck you. Why yeah. are you listening to something you don't like? You big really? idiot. Yeah, yeah, you, you poo poo brains. Speaking of poo poo brains, how are those hemorrhoids? Are they? See, here's the thing. I don't know right now. I don't even know if that's what it is. Okay. It's just a lot of... I don't know what's going on right now. I got to figure it out. I think I got to go to the VA, but I'm scared to go to the VA. Okay. I mean, I'd be scared to go to the VA, I'm going to be honest. Virginia? I would never go there. <laughs> oh, that's... Me neither. I don't know if we're allowed. If we're allowed in certain parts. It's pretty racist, man. In Virginia? Yeah. yeah, I believe it. George Washington. Is Virginia deep south? Like, I feel like Virginia is like north. Yeah, well, there's. Well, it's, the, it's, 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 it's the East Coast and South. Right, right exactly. The DC is like an East Coast city, basically. Are there any rappers out of Virginia? Yeah. Uh, Who's out of Virginia? Eclipse? Dram? 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 Dram is from Richmond, Virginia. Um. <laughs> Pharrell, yeah, Nerd All the NERD people are all from Virginia. Um, Missy Elliott, I think, is from Virginia also, too. Oh, yeah, and Timberland. Yeah. Okay. All right, I take back some other yes. things I was going to say about And uh, what's his face? Oh, yeah, the, that <laughs> rip dude, the soul singer, the rip still, dude. Still a bad off. place. D'Angelo. D'Angelo's also oh, from Virginia. Is he? Bad news. That's what people call it. Newport News, if you yeah, want something cool, news. you call it bad news. Bad news. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool, but yeah. Bad news. <laughs> Don't come around here. The news will be bad. <laughs> Someone's cat ran away. Oh, boy. Well, anyways, uh, Kevin Gates, huh? How about that feller? How about that feller? So we listened to his EP. When did this come out, Dave? This just came out, like, last, maybe this week, even. Uh, shit. Chain, La- <clears throat> chain to the city. If you like Kevin Gates, this is just... More Kevin Gates. I mean, there, there's not too much to say. Every single song sounds like Changing Lanes, which sounds like not true. Almost not every true. other song off the previous album. That's not true. Tell me why it's not true. He has look. look there's Kevin Gates stalking his ex girlfriend. There's Kevin Gates eating gangster booty. eating booty. Okay. Kevin Gates fucking his cousin. You yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's different phases. Yeah. I'm just trying to say like the melody. I yeah, it's it's, it's 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 different phases. Always, you kind of always write the same. Yeah, kind of it's about the beat. same about the same beat. The the beats are yeah. like real similar and the production similar. I mean, we were hanging out and listening to the EP, and I I can't tell you when song one became song two became song three. I thought it was a sixteen minute Kevin Gates track. Yeah, it's so he released his three song EP. He just got out of prison. 
for uh, kicking a woman uh, in the front row of his concert. <laughs> I'd like to say that Dave, uh, before seeing the footage like of him kicking the woman in the concert, Dave was like, I mean, you know, sometimes things happen. Artists accidentally kick somebody. Yeah. People get a little rowdy. Well, I was like, people sometimes shoot. What did you say? And then you seen them punter, punter off. Yeah, the and then I saw this. Yeah, so like, let's let's just roll. <laughs> let's roll. A rapper caught on camera kicking a woman during a concert. This video viewed thousands of times since it was captured. <laughs> oh, he didn't need to do that. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's that prison shit got triggered. Yeah, that, that's not the a. PTSD one out. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not a slip of the foot. That's a real. He yeah. really just kicked he that. He did that with malice. You know what I mean? Just walked. It wasn't like the Afro Man one where the girl snuck up on him and he just like got knocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like eight times when he slammed up, didn't he body slam somebody else? Yeah, and that somebody turned out to be a fourteen-year-old girl, and he yeah. uh, he was opening for Gwen Stefani. Whatever happened to Akon, man? No, he over there turning lights on in Africa. <laughs> he owns diamond mines, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, over there getting money. I don't oh, know. Good for him. Is that good for him? Money. He donating money. Is he donating? I mean, I hope he's not just running a. a well, did you ever hear his his, co- his comment on uh, whether or not he owns a blood diamond mine? Someone like put a microphone in front of him and was like, "Hey, Akon, uh, we heard you own a blood diamond." And he goes, ha, "Blood diamonds? No one knew what that was until that movie came out." And then he walked away. <laughs> he meant it, or he was just fucking around. I think he just was like, how do I dodge this? Oh, you know, man. I got to get out of answering answer this question. Blood diamond. The definition of a blood diamond. Is that real? People really think he owned a blood diamond over there? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me find it. Um, I know he be donating a lot of that shit, turning on a lot of lights and shit. Well, well I mean, look- I guess if you own a blood diamond mine, one way to give back is to at least, you know, help mm-hmm. out the people yeah. working for your blood diamond mine. That makes sense. That's how you do it. Yeah, you yeah. He running over there. I'm about to go over there and get involved in This is uh, Akon. Uh, so what if I own a diamond mine? Oh boy. That's the opposite of how you're supposed That's what when keeping it real goes a little too long. Yeah. Yeah, if he's if he's giving if he's giving at least half of it back, I can be like I mean that's you know, that's an okay diamond mine. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing about having um a diamond mine um, that is okay, hold on, let me read here. It. The thing about having a diamond mine, I just want to a billionaire. It's it's here's the thing. Yeah, first of all, you're obviously some sort of weird robber baron merchant person if you own a diamond mine. Yeah, really. Like what the fuck kind of like that's like it doesn't get more old money than owning like a piece of the earth with like gold or diamonds in it. Commodities you know I mean? is where it's at, man. We need to start trading in water or some shit yeah. or like precious metals. Yeah, I mean that and Bitcoin. I'm taking all of our wedding money and investing it in Bitcoin. Great Bitcoin and like silver, whatever's in our phones. There's some kind of weird ass metal in the phone. (laughs) Got to figure out what it is and then buy it. Hell yeah, that's what you need to invest. Yeah, I'm saying this now. I've had like half a glass of wine. I'm like, what's we're gonna do? Well, and then I'll forget about it, and then it'll skyrocket, and I could have paid for our child's college. You know? I'm like, god damn it. Well, let me bring it back for a quick second. Oh, yeah. Ravon, I'm sure you've got oh, something right. to plug. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. This is the Hold plug on, segment. My phone, I not All right. Well, while he's looking up his plugs, let me just quickly say, uh, I like the Kevin Gates three-song EP, but I'm not sure how I feel about him kicking that fan. And kind of like Akon with the diamond mine, you know what I mean? It's like, what's the line that we're going to draw? Like, R. Kelly, like, where do you, what do you, where do you weigh in on that? You think? Uh, I'm perfectly fine with separating the person from the artist. Okay, Mary? I can't stand 
in good conscience, I can't be okay with R. Kelly. He, as a as a woman, I can't separate R. Kelly from R. Kelly. Well, you well, know R. Kelly, all of R. Kelly's music is sexual. That's the one difference, I think, with him yeah. versus, like, Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates isn't like, I'm out here kicking women. I'm although, out here kicking women. I will know? say, I do love all 20, how many parts of there are there to, to in trap the closet, in the closet? Uh, 111. <laughs> yeah. I'm trapped in the closet. <laughs> There's a midget. <laughs> There's a midget. <laughs> All right, so you got your plugs? Yeah. All, All right. right. <laughs> talk to me. Um, talk, talk to the audience. Every Friday, you can catch me at the Mutiny running an open heckle mic. Uh, every, ah, oh, shit, I done forgot the thing already. Every, um, hmm. All right, can I, I'm a little high right now. Hold all on. right, I want I want to talk about this open open heckle mic because I heard right. about it and it makes me so happy because one of the most irritating things in comedy for me is when people just get like pissed off at the audience is when comics don't know how to like accept that the audience is part of the show and they're just like shh shut the fuck up and they make yeah. the whole room awkward and they can't deal with hecklers. I love heckling. I thought I always thought it was one of like. The greatest pieces of comedy was getting to also fuck with people on stage. Well, you said yeah. that, but you ain't came to the open heckle mic yet. Yeah, man, because I got a five-month-old kid. Bring the baby. <laughs> Hell this no, weekend, man. You can bring anybody in there. Dude, I brought her to um, Gal Cab to sign up for the mic. I just was taking her for a walk, and we, we went into the bar, and... Um, the uh, like comedian started like crowding around her, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is gonna have to be the last time we do this. <laughs> I mean, so, like, let me hold your I, baby. I was like, I wouldn't let you hold a dollar. If I want to you know? do, if I want to do a mic, Dave's got to stay home. But I've been letting him do mics because I'm just, I'm just such a nice person. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, you're out of it a little bit. I'm out of it. When's the last time you've been out? Um, I actually did a. So he got booked on a show in Michigan, and uh, oh well, Whoa, somebody my Facebook pass. I don't know, something about a password required. That's oh. all right. Let's keep going. Let's move on yeah. with this. No, I I hopped on a show that Dave was booked on in Michigan because the guy that one of the guys running the show remembered that I used to do comedy, so I, I did five minutes. Yeah, but that was like three months ago. Was that three months ago at this point? I don't know, man. What's time? Yeah, nothing. All right. Anyways. We run a uh, showcase every um, last Thursday every month at the uh, Underground Lounge. Our next one is May 31st. Um, I got a show. What is this? I'm not used to talking about myself a lot. You know what I mean? Don't worry about June it. June 6th, um, a gallery cabaret in uh, June 9th somewhere. I don't know where. And then July 21st at the VFW in Lamont. I think that's it. And then November we going to uh, Vegas, baby. So that's going to be a whole other thing. That ain't got nothing. <laughs> I just want to say that out loud. You're going to Las Vegas? Yeah, me and a couple other comedians are going out there. What are you guys going to do? Uh, probably get arrested. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's got to be pretty easy to get arrested in Las Vegas. No, nah, actually, the fun part about it is we actually got to do a lot. And plus, people don't act as crazy as you think they will act in Vegas. Well, you can like drink, you can like open that's drinking shit is. in Vegas. You'll find it just a little bit more. That's what the thing is. When you allow, that's like New Orleans. I mean, it's a lot of crime, but it's like the people not acting crazy because it's 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 crazy what you would do when you're not allowed to do it. Then the people act crazy, but then when you're allowed to do it, 
He's like, you know, my act is crazy. Sure, and that's what I think would happen if they legalized every drug. You I know was what just I mean? gonna say that. That's why we gotta just legalize everything. And then all of the fucking idiots are gonna OD within the first week, and then we got them out. We're done with them. They're out of society. Yeah. Okay, and then everyone else is gonna. Well, it's just it's not gonna be as fun when like you can get your heroin for free to, but you like just all you gotta do is go stand in line at the hospital and like a nice like fat nurse like shoots you up. You know. It's like, just, yeah, like that's what they do. Suddenly, like, Sweden and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, su- suddenly the the whole like. Ritual and shit gets gets way more lame when you know just like yeah, nurse nur- nurse Patty being yeah. like, hey, come on in. How much heroin you want today? Yeah, about, that's about uh, half the thing about drugs is breaking the law and feeling bad about. It. But I think Chile actually did that. I think they legalized everything. Crime yeah. went down and. I, know, I think Portugal, Portugal down. too oh, had it was port. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think port Portugal did a crazy thing about it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like it's like legal to carry under like they have like a different amount for like each drug and it's just like yeah that's your personal use it's illegal to deal drugs but it's legal to possess them yeah anyways yeah biggie versus tupac biggie versus tupac <laughs> you never heard a biggie versus tupac debate quite like this yeah no, well it starts with drugs it starts with blood mines yeah blood diamonds um do you have today in music yeah go right ahead oh damn today in music yeah there's a. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just really into this spiritual debate that we had going that I forgot all about our today in music segment, Dave. So, um, Rovan, while she's looking that up, she can. Uh, while while she's looking that up, um, let me ask you. Um, so you you're how old? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. So you were like I mean I was alive when uh, Tupac and Biggie were on the radio, but like uh, like what what you know you were older than you're you know you're seven years older yeah, than I was me. In high school. Yeah, so what do you, I mean, what's your memory of this era of music like? You know, I didn't even know like the whole battle was going on until maybe afterwards already. Because I wasn't really, because it was like 95 when yeah. um, it started really getting into it. Because that's when uh, Dre and Snoop came out to the East Coast and it was like, um, when. Oh, when they're like, when you don't have love for Death Row? Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. Them, when they came out like the, what was it, BET or MTV Awards and they came out there and. Like, if you don't want your producer dancing in yeah. the video, all up in it and shit. So that was like 95. So that's when I was in high school. All we did that song was play when we was uh, getting ready for football was uh, the Fuji's um, album and All Eyes on Me. So we didn't even really. So you didn't fuck with Biggie? No, no, no. I fuck with Biggie. But it was like, we were more so like Tupac. Okay. That's where I was at. What was going on in Chicago musically at that time? Did Chicago have was, like. Uh, crucial lo- conflict. Crucial Conflict, Do or Die, uh, R. Kelly, of course, was popping, Twister, The Brat. Twister so, was already made like on the scene by like 95, you would say? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know it was that far back. So then, uh, who else? We were listening to Bone Thugs. Because that's when Bone Thugs and Twister had a little beat. Because they were like, you stole our style, all this shit. Yeah, you stole our really fast rapping style. Bone Thugs <laughs> was into it with everybody. So, we fucked with him. I guess I, now that I think about it, because I didn't even think about it, we really more so fuck with Pop more than Biggie. Okay. But I still, but we still fuck with Biggie though. But it was a different type of, you know, that's the East Coast shit. I mean, it's a different type of music almost entirely. I mean, it's yeah. a completely different approach. Tupac was definitely, Tupac made way more radio friendly songs than Biggie. I mean, that's one just straight yeah. up like Tupac made more songs like. I will argue though that I think Biggie's songs overall had way more. Like if you if they had come out today, they had way more pop factor. 
Like they're way more fun to party to. Like biggies. Oh yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like biggies. What's more fun to party to than California fucking love? Okay, that's, that, that's 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 one. An that's an exception. Overall, oh, overall, yeah. overall, biggies way more fucking lyric, lyrical. Like Tupac had like you know his deep messages and like thirteen fucking albums and shit. But Biggie, Biggie was just like I think had I just think Biggie has better flow. I mean, we'll listen to some tracks and yeah, B- and we'll, we'll Tupac unfortunately was like the fucking Jeff Foxworthy of uh, rap. He like released like an album every year and he brought his friends along for no apparent reason. Oh know? yeah. Um, I think I'm just gonna do a couple fun bits from today in music, and then let's get this fucking right, thing going. Get this shit going. Um, so today in 1961, Jimi Hendrix enlisted in the U.S. Army. I thought that was a that was a fun little tidbit. Bang bang, baby! I can't dress for that occasion. Oh That's shit! You're, oh yeah, my yeah. god! And it's a target it. over his head. You know oh my god! god. Uh, in 79, New York City restored uh, Radio City Music Hall and mm. uh, reopened it. I didn't even realize that shit was closed for some time. In 1989, the first international... Yeah, the video star closed it, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... Okay. In 89, the first International Rock Awards ceremony was held and the last one I ever knew about. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. 1999, VH1's Behind the Music began airing nightly. Fuck yeah. yeah the man. premiere show is the Red Hot Chili Peppers Behind the Music. I love Behind the Music. Me I, too. That yeah, was one of... that. I wish that, that was like one of the shows that was still on. Dude, there. I watched the Outcast one like a week ago. Like yeah, I still I watch... Like, like, not too long ago. You know what I mean? They're all on YouTube. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can watch all of this. I like that shit. Yeah, that was, that was like the beginning of like good documentaries airing on just cable TV. And then in 2000, Janet Jackson announced that she was getting a divorce from dancer Renee Elizondo, and the marriage had been kept secret for nine years, so nobody really gave a fuck. <laughs> oh, that's true. Shit, well. That's today in music. There we go. Wrapping that segment up nice and smooth. All right. Well, so if it hasn't become clear already, I'm taking the side of Tupac, and Mary is taking the side of Biggie. Uh, Ravon, we want you to be like an impartial judge, basically. Well, there's no such thing, but yeah, there's no such. I'm not really partial. Well, we, yeah, we know where you stand, and and for what it's worth, I think both artists are great, and uh, I feel like I played like a shit ton of Tupac. Right now in my life, I'm probably more likely to listen to a Biggie song, but I think overall, if we're to argue overall artistry or whatever, I would give it to Tupac. Um. What we will do need to decide though before we get into this is like what are the criteria? Like what's the criteria for For what being the best? Yeah, the best? how are we gonna how are we gonna rate these mofos, you know? I mean you always gotta start off with lyrics. That's always the number one. Okay. I think flow's gotta be in it. Flow for sure. Um, um Are we gonna separate flow and delivery? Delivery No, flow and deli- delivery is a part of flow for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, we could just do content like like straight yeah, up like the the depth Message, of yeah. yeah messaging yeah Let's see here and um could we just do punchlines because we're comics I think Biggie who's funnier yeah, I think Biggie has way better punchlines um I would say to um who's a better songwriter. Like, sto- like, well, how will we, how well, how will we know for sure if they, well, we pretty much sure think they wrote all this shit, right? Yeah, that's true. I think, I think that was still, that was. When you say songwriting or storytelling? 
Well, that's the thing, right? You, there's bars. If we're going to break down lyrics, lyrics yeah. you know, you have bars and then you would have uh, who tells the story better. All right, let's, let's not be, let's not Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay, then the last, I would say we, we should have five criteria. I would say the last one should be their post-mortem legacy. So their legacy of the artist. I, I mean, well, yeah, but, but they so connected it's almost hard to. Um, we could go with originality. Let's, let's just go with I the four categories and, and overall I fucking do I fucking like this song which song is just do I like, like this more? song okay like yeah. do I even like this song like like let's remove let's remove like all the other shit sometimes you just like like a track or you don't fucking like a track and then just the criteria is whatever okay so let's do a little bit of background on who these people are for the unenlightened just quick bullet points for the for the unenlightened why don't you you want me to you want me to do a little notorious big background. Sure, straight, you, you straight, kick it off. I'm actually off can't wait. Can. You just learned you like the notorious yeah, big yeah. was. And you got to rap a line. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta you gotta pick that notorious big line. Rap a verse. No, you just no, not right now. Give me a minute. All right. So who is he? Where is he from? What's All his right, This is this is straight off the Wikipedia. <laughs> Christopher George Latour Wallace, Whoa, better, better known by his stage names, Notorious B.I.G., Biggie or Biggie Smalls, was an American rapper. That much I think you guys can figure out. And uh, he's been ranked by Billboard among the 10 greatest rappers of all time. Curious to see where they end up actually putting Biggie and uh, Tupac, but we can look that shit up later. Sure. Uh, he's raised in Brooklyn. Um, when he released his album, his debut album, Ready to Die in 94, he became a central figure in the East Coast hip-hop scene, and at a time when West Coast rap was pretty much dominant in the mainstream. Um, he led his childhood friends to success, uh, Junior Mafia, and while recording his second album, he got involved in the growing East Coast, West Coast, West Coast hip-hop feud. Uh, he was killed in 97 by an unknown assailant, I don't know, in a drive-by shooting in Los Angeles. And his double-disc album, Life After Death, released 16 days later, rose to number one on the U.S. album charts. So we can say both of them had some like serious releases posthumous. Like We were actually talking about this earlier. Yeah. Uh, to one one of Tupac's like best albums, I think. Right, that came out right after he died. In my, that's my opinion. Yeah, what the, Machiavelli? Machiavelli, yeah. I think Machiavelli yeah. is one of the best ones. And the one after that too, uh, are you still down? Like, I love that. Like, I'm gonna play a song from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And from Brooklyn, he's from Clinton Hills. So that's on the border of uh, Bedford. Yeah. So that's actually like a, a a topic of debate, right? He represents Bed Stuy in his yeah. music, but people would argue, and maybe this is just a bullshit line, you know, because it's this is in New York, not Chicago. Neighborhoods aren't like actually drawn out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Clinton, that he's actually from Clinton Hill, that he's not from Bed Stuy. He's from the border of Clinton Hill and Bed Stuy. Mm. Well, what does that mean? To us? But he, Definitely. but he, but he claimed Bed Stuy. Yeah. Um, we got a lot more. He gained exposure uh, when he worked with Mary J. Blige on her single "Real Love" under the pseudonym The Notorious B.I.G. And basically, after that, he recorded under Notorious B.I.G. for the remainder of his career. After. He found out that somebody else was already using Biggie Smalls. <laughs> That's funny. All right, um, uh, you want yeah. me to? You oh no, he's married. He was married to uh, R and B singer Faith Evans. A lot. Of, I didn't actually didn't know that. Uh, after they met at a bad boy photo shoot, and uh, yeah. Right. That's his, that, that is his. That's his mom. Right. One of them. One of them. Right. He has two kids. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. One of them was in Notorious, the movie, which I did see, and I did not see the Tupac movie because it didn't look as good. I don't, nobody talked about it, so I'm pretty sure it was bad. Yeah, I, oh, I think we kept thinking we were going to go see the Tupac oh, movie. I tried to get her to go so badly. And then I yeah. think, I think I looked it up. I was like super pregnant when it came out too. And we were like in bed and I was like, all right, I'm down to go to a movie. And then I looked it up and it had like 20%. It was like 23, yeah. Yeah, like 23% so or something of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, I'm not like waddling out of bed right now to go see. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the truth, right? Bad Boy is still around to finance a movie and Death Row is fucking gone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So... The Biggie movie can be good, and the Tupac movie can fucking suck. I didn't think that. I I would think that would be hard to do a Tupac movie because this that's hard to I don't know act like Tupac for sure, and would just like relive his life. I mean, he was like five different people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he would definitely have some issues. Yeah, so let me let me get it. We'll get into the the Tupac yeah. ba- background, and feel free to chime in anytime you want, Ruben. Oh, all, right. all right, so Tupac is born in Lasane Parish, Crooks. Uh, 1971 in East Harlem. That's the thing that a lot of people know. Tupac, the West Coast uh, the, the yeah. representer, he spent most of his childhood on the East Coast. Yeah, He lived in Harlem until I think he was about 12. He with, uh, Jada Pinkett. Yeah, then he moves to Baltimore where he goes to the Baltimore School of the Arts with Jada Pickett-Smith, right. who he claimed was his best friend like basically up until the time he died. Yeah, uh, Which is interesting to think about because Jada Pinkett... Yeah, we got that picture with him on there. Hold on, let me see. Jada Pinkett... Tupac picture. Yeah. I mean, I gotta imagine that the movie is a lot of like Jada Pinkett and Tupac. Like they make her into a big character. Yeah. Oh yeah, this picture? Mm-hmm. Now you see That's this? another one too. Oh yeah. Like when they was real. I'm talking about when they were like young. Young. Well, anywho. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he moves to California, and again, another common misconception, he, when he's about 14, he moves to Marin County, which is in Northern California, so he's not even from Los Angeles. Yeah, like close to Oakland. Yeah, exactly. Um, while he was there, um, he was interested in dance more so than uh, rapping, um, and it wasn't until a high school teacher noticed his poetry that he was encouraged to rap. And so a lot of people know this, is that he got his entrance into the music industry through Digital Underground. Yeah, he was a background dancer. He's a background dancer. And it's really funny, because there's a song called I Get Around, and like in the song, and I put it on the playlist, it's Tupac featuring Digital Underground as them sort of like doing him like a solid, like, yeah, we'll, we'll appear on your song. And it's like, Digital Underground ends up being like a one-hit wonder. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. They never... But I was on that and damn, Humpty Dance. Humpty Dance, yeah, exactly. Sex Packets was yeah. not as popular. Um, and then what the fuck happened to them after that? Dude tried to go solo and it was bad. Yeah, what is that dude's name? Uh, Shock G? Yeah. And um, some other dude. Shock G and some other dude. But I don't remember that. Well, and then one of them was always calling himself Humpty Dumpty or something. It's <laughs> well, like, yeah, because the, the yeah, he had a big nose. Because yeah. he's like Persian also. He's like half black, half Persian. Persian. Something yeah. like that. He had a big, big old Arab nose. Yeah, I don't know his name. What were we? Who? Man, rappers really were not good at naming themselves. Not till like two thousand. Not, not until so. we were talking about. There was who's the guy that did the 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 diss track? Oh yeah, so we were reading about the beginning of the East Coast and West right, Coast so, beef. Because this Tim Dog is the guy that kicks it off. This East Coast oh, rapper, man. right? And we're just like, I mean, now nobody would ever be like, my name's Tim. Right. Fuck it, I'm Tim Dog. Yeah, Tim Dog. Yeah, and then you're right. like, in, in, in his rap, and he's like, 
Tim Dog's got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're like, man, That's I can't. Hard. I, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, it's hard being Tim. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, Tim. You were getting bet against Tim. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's hard for me to take Tim Dog seriously. Yeah. And he looked ridiculous. He had like a fucking, uh, like a, like, What's his name? Mr. T, like a Mr. T flat top yeah. and like a giant gold chain, but not like, not like how you're supposed to have them where it hangs just like tight around his neck, like a giant, like they didn't know how to wear chains yet. Yeah, yeah. The culture, the rap culture, it was so new at that time, you know? Yeah, they didn't know what to do. Yeah, and so that that's like, I was like, I'm not going to take someone who calls himself Humpty Dumpty fucking seriously. Well, sure. Apparently nobody did. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then, hey, and you, can call, you can call me Humpty Dumpty. It's like, <laughs> it's a, yeah. And you can fall right off of the billboard. Okay, <laughs> um, okay so last thing, a few things to say about uh, Tupac. So um, we're going to be talking about Tupac getting shot here. Uh, there's two shootings. Right. So Tupac gets shot. Um, oh yeah, him and Biggie were friends. They became friends at some point. Yeah, right? I didn't mention that part. So, so you, you cover all that shit, Dave. Tupac moves to L.A. Um, to signs to Death Row Records, um, while as part of you know you know the mainstay of uh, uh, of you know popular music at the time. Um, him and Biggie met each other, yeah. and they became friends. Um, I believe there is a, actually a song of them. Like a live song or something of them before they became enemies, like of them performing live together. Um, let's see here. So Tupac really, uh, 1993 was a big year for him. I get around. So he kind of entered the music industry a little bit before Biggie. Um, so the thing about Tupac that I think is important to point out is that Tupac. On the one hand, Tupac's parents are kind of interesting, right? So, Afini Shakur's mom was a Black Panther. Uh, yeah. She was on the run. Basically, she was like, she was being pro- like supposed to be prosecuted for something. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but she's on the run. So, that's why she's moving a bunch. So, Tupac is like definitely like a kid who is moving a lot, you know? And he's kind of like reinventing himself, like everywhere he goes. Yeah. You know? And, um,. Exactly. And so if you see, there's an interview somewhere of Tupac when he's a kid and it's like, I can't, um, I can't believe he's a, uh, that's Tupac. Do you know what I mean? Let me see if I can, I can find it real quick. Like this, this is Tupac as like a kid. Okay. My name is Tupac Shakur and I attend Tamapai High School and I'm 17 years old. Do you like being 17? And it's like 17 is such a weird age. It's such a, like so shy, in the middle age. You're you know? not 18 yet, and you're older than 16. So. But I like it. It's nice. It's like a learning stage for me. Do you wish you could be 18 and then you'd get some more rights? Well, 18 will bring lots of responsibilities that I don't want, but it'll bring respect that I feel like that's the only way I can get it. You know, I try to. So, real quick, I want to comment on that. So. Tupac first comes out, right? He's sort of like a part of the conscious rap movement when he first comes out. Brenda's got a, or Brenda, what's it called? Um, Brenda's got a baby. Brenda's got a baby, right? About a woman who throws her baby in a dumpster. Um, and that's like an emotional song. But then, Thug Life, right? The music yeah. industry changes and he changes with it. And even though this is well, some... He, he go ahead. That's the thing. That's why everybody really loves Tupac. He, he actually didn't change. He just adapted. He made music for everybody. That's why all he made the thug music for the guys. He made the 
uh, Reynolds got a baby for the women, and he just tapped into all. He had songs for your mom. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Songs for the mamas. That's why everybody loves us. He's made so many fucking songs. Yeah, they say he never really left the studio. He's so prolific. I mean, yeah. he had thirty, like about thirty songs on each album. All right, all right. Well, give me a chance here. Okay. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so why don't we just get right into Let's it? Let's play some music. We've Let's been we've been talking. Yeah, we've been chatting too long. Talking on a podcast. Oh, all right, all right. All right, so okay. Mary, we're gonna play your, first, your song first. Um, yeah, you want me to intro this? So my first uh, notorious B.I.G. track I want to play um, is the Ten Crack Commandments. Yay, yay! Off uh, Life After One, Death. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Crack Commandments. One, two, three, so that's 10 crack commandments by notorious big and uh i love this song i think this is one of the first like really gangster tracks not just like I mean, these are the rules for being a good dealer, <laughs> right? I mean, these really are. These are the ten crack commandments. I think, like in in popular culture, like like these are like half of these lyrics are just quoted by people, you yeah, know, and yeah. and, and re- repeated and rehashed in popular culture. Like he was, ha- and he was hard for real. Like Tupac and my was, you know what I mean? Like he was a fucking background dancer, and his you know English teacher got him to like find the confidence in himself, like. Yeah, Notorious B.I.G. was for real. Yeah, Big was out there in the street for real, for real. And yeah, like you say, this song is pretty much a hustler's anthem. That's what we call it on the streets, and it's like, he's telling you pretty much in track commandments what it's like to be out there on the streets and actually giving you a, a very vivid story of what it's like to be out there in the rules of the game. So this is, yeah, I love this song. And it's super fucking catchy. It's not like yeah. he's, you know, he's like doing this story and it's hard to listen to. Like this. Yeah, it's got no hook. I mean, this is literally just him talking. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you can listen to this like when you just chilling, smoking, or even right. at a party. It won't really feel the vibe. You can feel vibe to it without losing. Yeah. The, you know the vibe of the party. So this is, I just this is like a good party song or sure. this chilling song. You know what I'm saying? That's a greatness of Biggie. Yeah, so... I know you never heard this before, never get high in your own supply. Right. How many times did you hear somebody fucking yeah. say that? Yeah, and, and, and he's even making fun of that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, if he did something, he would say, like... Right. Because I be selling weed and smoking weed. Yeah. Like, right. So it's like, right exactly. Number seven, this rule is so underrated, keep your family and your business completely separated, you know? That's yeah. Not yeah. That's yeah. That's life. That's life. Yeah. yeah. So he's like... He's he's dishing out like life advice on top of this like great fucking beat, and it's all real because he was dealing crack when he was like twelve years old. Yeah, yeah he was pretty successful at it. He was uh, an out of town. I mean, yeah, he got yeah, arrested out of state. Yeah, definitely moving back and forth from Virginia. I think he got it busted in North Carolina. Was where he did time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love number ten. A strong world, strong word called consignment. 
Strictly for live men, not for freshmen. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no. Because people get the money, rain, sleep, hail, snow. Again, a lot about any kind of business strategy. Yeah, business strategy. Okay, so let's do this. So while I'm playing my song, I want you to find me one bad thing to say about Biggie. Like, so you can say it about his character, about uh, his music. Just find something negative to say, and I'll, I have something negative to say about Tupac prepared. So okay. I'm going to play my my first song. So this one, I think, is definitely like a classic. So this is Hit Em Up. Oh, yeah. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat Okay, so that's Hit Em Up by Tupac and uh, The Outlaws also. So um, this is his sort of response to what he believed when he was being attacked uh, with uh, Who Shot You? Yeah. So, okay, so again, like, you know, you're a little older than me. Do you feel like, what was the, who did it appear to be winning? Do you know what I mean? Because, like, we, we, like, we know Drake won the Meek Mill thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, after you come out with, see, the thing is, people didn't even know if who shot you was about Tupac or not. Right. Everybody knew who this was about. And not only that, he went at not just Biggie, he went at Mob Deep, he went at Nah. Yeah. So this is arguably one of the greatest, one of the greatest uh, diss tracks of all time. So at this point, like I said, I don't even remember our point of view from um, Biggie's point of view. We don't, I don't remember how we were thinking about Biggie. Everybody was like on Pac's side. Yeah, I feel like I remember like, you know, my older cousins and shit all, all being on Pac's side. I'm sure if you were in New York. Yeah, I think it was more Midwest, we was more fucking with Pac. Yeah. So we weren't really fucking with Biggie like that. But then again, we really didn't because we're not East or West. So we, in a way, I ain't gonna say we didn't give a fuck, but we were too busy dealing with our shit. Like I said, Common was getting into it with uh, Ice Cube and them, and then... Uh, and that was Common before he started wearing that cabbie hat, you know, when he yeah. was still, like, being a being like rapper Common, you know? Yeah, so Chicago was really just not starting trying to get ourselves in the door, because we wasn't even listening. We was listening to Chicago rap, but like I said, we was listening to Tupac, the Fuji. A little bit of Biggie. Outcast, that's when Outcast first came out. That's oh, when hell yeah. just started to come out with Facebook. Shit, yeah, so that's, I guess, the beginning of when New York kind of gets uh, left no behind. Limit. That's when No Limit. That's right, yeah. holy shit, No and Limit. my favorite, see, that's the thing. Everybody was on Biggie and Tupac, but my favorite rapper was DMX. Really? So I didn't really... I fucking love DMX and DMX. Like, when I was way too young to love DMX. Best lyric ever, I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. Yeah. I got blood on my dick because I fucked the corpse. That is. That, that's what I'm saying. That's the most metal shit ever. You can stack fucking, that up to any cannibal corpse lyric was, you want. He was super fucking... I mean, DMX was, was hard. Yeah. Sure, we don't need to get... DMX is a whole... We need to have, like, a whole yeah, DMX episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, so, like I said, that was the vibe around in the Midwest, Chicago... For this, we sure. really didn't. We knew, we kind of knew what was going on, but we didn't hear. 
in Detroit, I will say that people definitely seem to fuck with West Coast more because I think a lot of Michigan rappers were trying to sound like West Coast rappers at the time. Even like ICP was doing like this that synthy kind of like grant like like funkadelic shit. You know what I mean? That like Snoop Dogg sounding music, like MC Breed and like people like that, like from Flint. You know, like they were making West Coast rap music. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so. You want, me to those two songs. you want me to say something bad about Billy oh, yeah. the First? Oh, yeah. But real quick, before you do that, between those two songs, what do you pick? Hit him up or Ten Crack Commandments? Oh, hell no. That is not... See, this is a problem when you do this. That's why I don't understand him. Some, I do understand it sometimes. But when you get... It's like LeBron and uh, Mike thing. Okay. Mike was good for his generation and what he did for it. And then his type of thing. But then, you know, LeBron is this generation. But due to the fact that it was around at the same time, music is different because I feel like music is about a mood. Yeah. Like, if you want to listen to 10 Crack Commandments, that's a different type of mood than Hit Em Up. Sure. You're right. But as far as, I don't know, I can't, I don't know if I can pick one between that. But I have to pick probably, probably Hit Em Up just because of, it's one of the greatest diss songs of all time. It is definitely one of the greatest diss songs of all time. I mean, I still pick Ten Crack Commandments. Today? Right now, I would still listen to that. I would pick Ten Crack Commandments right now if I had to choose something to listen to. But, yeah, I feel like like that's what... See, but that 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 to me is one of the things that I I don't I don't like when people measure up music because people say that I don't I don't know like enough background to like talk about shit. But I'm just gonna pick the song I'd rather listen to, not the song that's like got so much fucking history behind it and that's why I'm picking that track. No, but you didn't go through 10 layered. years of listening to that song all the time, though. Do you know what I mean? All right, all right. Okay. So Biggie was arrested seven times in all. And most of the arrests I forgive him for, except <laughs> uh, that, that he does have one for assaulting two people who just wanted to get his autograph. So he was kind of like, a, he was kind of a bitch. Sure. And he was not a good father from what I can tell. He was not the best. Let's say he's not the best father. Well, he married Faith Evans after knowing her for eight days. Yes. And in the movie Notorious, they portray that very well, where he just, he just kind of like sees her on the street and he's like, he's like, ooh, you're going to be my next girlfriend. Well, that's what she kind of said that. She kind of told that story that, like that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he they, they must have had a very crazy romance, like eight days married. Yeah. I mean, I think she had a kid. Within the eight days. Yeah, exactly. She had a kid eight, like, eight days later. Yeah, it was, it was one of those, those super pregnancies. Eight-day pregnancies. Okay, so Tupac, most people probably know this. In November 1993, Shakur and others were charged with sexually assaulting a woman in a hotel room. Shakur denied the charges. According to Shakur, he had prior relations days earlier with the woman that were consensual. The woman admitted she performed oral sex on him. The complaint, complainant claimed sexual assault after her second visit to Shakur's hotel room. She alleged that Shakur and his entourage raped her. At trial, Shakur was convicted of first-degree sexual abuse and acquitted of the weapons and sodomy charges. Where did weapons factor yeah, into well, that? Yeah, well, yeah, where were the weapons? Uh, the judge described the crimes during the sentencing of Shakur to uh, one and a half to four and a half years as, quote, an act of brutal violence against a helpless woman. While appearing on Arsenio, Shakur said he was innocent of all charges and that he was hurt that a woman would accuse me of something, of taking something from her when he was raised by and surrounded by females. Um, so most of my life, and, I, and I'll, I'll be just 
super blunt about this. Most of my life, I did not think that that was, I did not believe it, I guess. And then when I got to be about a teenager and I saw that video of Tupac when he's like talking to one of him as a kid and started to read, oh, he was a background dancer. All of his friends are women. I was like, Tupac is gay. Like Tupac is secretly gay. He's so deep in the closet. This is the 90s. There's no way. And then I started telling people that and I realized this is just my way of sort of like allowing myself to like Tupac, even though he might have raped someone. What do you think? What, what, what do you think? Well, we talked about separating separating the crime, the, 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 the person from the art, which I think so, sometimes can be done, sometimes cannot be done. Maybe that makes me, I don't know if the word's a, a hypocrite, but some people will say that you absolutely can't do that. I mean, we're living in a time right now where people you say, say that you absolutely cannot do that, right? Like we have social media outrage for everything. Like what people are saying now that if you even fucking watch the new season of Arrested Development, you're a slimy fucking pig because Jeffrey Tambor got kicked off of his other show for things we don't really know. Yeah, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. You can't... I mean, that's why you don't look to entertainers or anybody else for your moral compass. When you right. Because, look, I if I'm listening to music and I hear a person and it's an artist, I can be like, oh, I'm listening to this. But as a person, I don't know this. Per- I don't know this man. Or right. I don't know this woman. Or who- I don't know these people. And people be thinking they know these people through their music or their art. You don't right. know these people, and he's like, yeah. You got to separate these people from who they are as a person, as an artist. Except if they do something, you know, what I'm saying? some things you can't do. Sure. But like, like Gucci Mane killed the guy, and I never skipped a beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I guess. My problem is, is that we we're taking like really serious crimes, like people have done really fucking serious shit. Like let's say uh, Harvey Weinstein, okay, like he did some seriously bad shit, mm-hmm. right? And then we've got on the other hand, like let's let's just well, I'll use him because he's one of the tamer examples. Like Aziz Ansari was a real dick on a date. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he really went too hard to try to fuck. Like, he was, like, way too extra about it and kept trying to put his, like... Too hard for a famous person. Unbecoming of a person that's been on TV. Like, too, too, too hard. But, you know, when we start, like, treating a guy that has for over 30 years been assaulting, like... Like women. Sandusky, if he was a yeah. artist, I wouldn't be able to separate. Right, sure. right. You know, like, 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 right. When we look at people that you know have Boy. violently raped someone, and we put them in the same box as we put a dude who was a little like creepy way too, who was creepy on a date. That's too much. Then, like, I don't think we're. I think it's fucked up to weigh them the same because it actually like lessens the crime of the bigger evil that's been yeah. committed. To be like, it's the same as whipping your dick out. Was it cool? For Louis C.K. to whip his dick out. No, but he didn't All smack right. them across and the women, face with it. And women used to so-called joke about it. They used to always be like, ah, Louis dick out is, is out again. And it wasn't nobody said nothing. Then. I mean, I know this is the Pac and Biggie debate, right. but, but Pac and Biggie are both deplorable in 2018. <laughs> sure. And but, I mean, but that's, the, that's the question I think we need to ask. Would they be... They would not. They, they would not they make. They would not make it in today's social climate with with Pox. I think Pox. Everybody make it. knew, but everybody knew. I, for everyone, I mean, he almost created his own internet. Yeah. He almost, well, but what I'm talking about music-wise, would they be relevant today? 
Um, I think Ten Crack Commandments would be relevant. Well, yeah, that's right. That's trap, all this trap music. And yeah, music. especially in, 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 so when we talk about just the first tracks we played, yeah, I think that song would still be relevant. And I think that sort of does spl- speak to the influence. Do you know what I mean? Is that um, uh, Biggie does this whole, like, you do have, like, a little bit of, like, people talking about selling crack before Biggie, but, I mean, obviously, Biggie blew that shit up. I mean, like, what the fuck is trap music without Biggie? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, to, to your to your point. Yeah, because T.I., like I said, he invented, he was doing it first, but no, this is it right there. Yeah. Um, okay, so without getting into it too much, let's get into the next song, and we'll continue this debate. Uh, Mary, where is your song? Where is my song? It's right it's right there. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, so this one is Suicidal Thoughts off uh, Ready to Die. You know, he, he calls Puff Daddy way too much. Yeah. Like, what, is, what is that all about? You know they have, like, matching tattoos. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. I hope they don't. Yeah, they do. Well, I know everybody say Puff is gay. Shit, I believe that. And in that interview, I know what you're talking about. He do look a little feminine. Yeah. Tupac with the little thing. I think that's when you... Yeah, we'll stop talking when the, when the music stops. But, okay, so this is, does make me side with Suge Knight, though. It's like, why is Puff in all of this shit? Do you know what I mean? Suicidal Thoughts, Notorious B.I.G. Like we're talking about, like there wouldn't be trap without Ten Crack Commandments. I think this this also opens up the the book that got closed for a while and has been reopened lately of being able to be like really emotional in your music. I mean, he's going back, and he was raised Catholic. So yeah, like, that's right, and, he's and, Jamaican. And, and, to, and to have, like, you know what I mean? Even the whole idea of having suicidal thoughts in itself is a sin. I mean, he's coming out, he's talking about sinning, he's, like, right. talking about, fuck, I mean, I think I'd rather just go to hell at this point. But this is one of those songs, yeah, I mean, this is emotional. Like, yeah. this is this is a, for people who are feeling shit. It's not even, um, I mean, he hit so many, he hit mental yeah, and I, what I like about this track, and I know that like people say that Tupac has a lot of depth, but I still feel like Tupac is trying to like preach or teach you a lesson when he's getting deep. Like I think I think this is just like a raw display of I mean emotion. of emotion like yeah. without sure. without needing to like learn a lesson from it or anything like just it's suicidal thoughts man yeah. sure um, so that's why I love this track I love that track too don't get me wrong I mean I don't I don't want I don't want this to come off misunderstood um, alright so what are you hitting what are so you how are you gonna I'm gonna play out? what I think if I'm being completely honest is my favorite Tupac song so um this is Do For Love off of uh, Are You Still Down, which is 
technically his first posthumous album, if you think about it, because it, well, he didn't create the album, you know? Not like Machiavelli, which came out like a week after he died. This is assembled after he died, so do for love. Okay, so uh, that's due for love. I mean, I love that song too. I can't hate on it. The bass line is so tight. That yeah. Doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. yeah. That just draws you in. Yeah. Yeah. And this is an emotional Tupac. I mean, this is more because he's usually Tupac is usually emotional in a tough guy way. Like, dear mama is like, yeah. I'm a tough emotional guy. You know, this is like vulnerable. Like Tupac is getting fucking done wrong by a woman. You know. Yeah, dude, I remember up until like 2000 seeing women with Tupac tattooed like on their breast, and it's like, dude, did you even know him? Yeah, that's another thing. That's what I'm talking about. In high school, all the girls love pop. All the yeah. Time. Like, it wasn't too many. Nobody running around with Biggie in their locker. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody, had, everybody had that all eyes on me um, poster. And they yeah. Had all the girls. And then we went to their house. That was on there. Well, I mean, Biggie, 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 of... Biggie could never release a, a real, like, sexy poster. Though, you know what I mean? Oh, well, Biggie had women, though. Yeah, and Biggie made way more fucking songs, too. He did. Well, yeah. There's that song, know, though, he, where he he's just getting died. fucked and he's got his weird sleep apnea breath. I don't know. Do you know, do you remember him and, I think it's Lil' Kim, right? You know, he, he, yeah, 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 yeah. He ghost wrote for her. Well, yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. I'm not surprised. He's big. I think Puffy said, I think they said that Puffy was like, you need to do this girl. But he couldn't talk about it because he was under contract to do it. So that's why he couldn't ever really say nothing. When people asked him about it, he was like, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Interesting. Because you know, Puffy is a little swindler. For sure. Oh. What, what you, well, that's, that's, that's my Mark. favorite. He is such a that's my favorite. I love them. DMX, Locks. Look, money, power, respect is an awesome science. Listen to that. I might drive home to Columbus. Yeah. What happened to the Locks? The lo- they still around. They just came out with something. Yeah, but why? They never, they never gonna get that kind of pop appeal because they don't make songs for them. They don't make songs for them. Sure. Who's the other guy, by the way? I'm always like, okay, Jadakin, Styles P, and... Uh, Sheik Looch. Sheik that's right, you're right. Man, what a bad choice as far as names. Yeah, I mean, when it came out with it, it sounds good, but they've been around, look, they've been around longer than anybody else. They still relevant. They still making good music. Jadakiss, definitely. I still I still like Jadakiss. I'll still play a Jadakiss song. Styles P, actually, Styles P has some fucking... I get high? That song's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's an all-time classic. Um, okay, so between these two, Do For Love and Suicidal Thoughts, the emotional... Man, you made this one hard. I know. This is completely... I wish, I wish, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that you had picked Do For Love. I should've... Fuck. Yeah. 
Bravado? Oh, I already know mine. Suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts? Man, All right. Man, that wasn't even close for me. If this was Suicidal Thoughts against any other Tupac song, I would say yes. But this just so happens to be one of my all-time favorite songs. But, all right, so we're one-to-one right now. We're one-to-one. We got one more track. We'll see uh, We'll see if we can, if I can make it happen. So I'm going to do a title track off Ready to Die. Which, to be fair, Ready to Die is a better album than any one single Tupac album. Well, two, yeah, that's because Tupac released so well, many fucking albums. It's I don't know about all, all Eyes on Me can go against any album. Well, okay, all, all, eyes, okay. all Eyes on Me can go up against Ready to Die. Okay, but that's the only one, though. And maybe Machiavelli. Do you know what I mean? Because it's short and sweet. Yeah. Um, he just has a lot of, like, kill your darlings problems. Do you know what I mean? He keeps... I feel like Tupac must have literally spent a third of his life in the studio based on the amount of... more than that. Yeah, I mean... He never stopped. Yeah, and I think he's like, "What? I recorded a hundred songs. What do you mean I can only put 20 on yeah, this album?" Probably, you know yeah. uh, okay, so let's do Mary. Ready? You want to? Ready to die? Yeah. Yeah. You ready, motherfucker? A little too much Diddy again. Dancing up in your videos, singing on your song. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this is my, I, I, I just feel like, like, we tried really hard to not do the played out songs. Sure. Um, so, like, I mean, we, I avoided hypnotize. And we, and we, um, so, I don't know, I mean, I, I think this track just kind of wraps up the, the, the theme of everything else that I pretty much played today. I mean, yeah, no, I, I I like it. I could say my favorite, my favorite uh, like verse in here. Okay. Uh, oh shit, I missed it. I like it when he goes like, "My shit is deep, deeper than my grave." Gee, I'm ready to die. Nobody can save me. Fuck the world. Fuck my moms and my girl. My life is played out like a Jerry curl. Yeah, um, I'm ready to die. I mean, this one is like, it's there's some clever, there's some clever shit in here. I think that this is like. I mean, he's he's just got like great flow in here. The song is super lyrical, uh, just like a smooth track. I wouldn't say I like it more than "Suicidal Thoughts" or Ten Crack Commandments," but I think this goes back into the theme. Like he's kind of a nihilist. Yeah, like, he is way more of a nihilist. He's way more of a, just a fucking nihilist, and and that's kind of why I think I like it more than Tupac. I find it like more real. I find it more more relatable. Maybe it's because I was like a depressive person. But sometimes I don't want someone to try to like lift me up. Sure. I'm yeah. like ready to die. Like fuck yeah, I'm ready. To, like you know. I mean, sure. I, you know that? I felt that way. I felt like I'm ready. You know. Right. So. Yeah. I'm fine. I'll turn it back. I'm just saying. I think that's an emotional retirement. Well, because you got to think when he first came in, he was 24, 23, 24. So this is like coming from a raw 
23, 24-year-old depressing right. when he first came out. Right. So this is like real. That's why it's so raw and real. And that's what I'm saying. That's, what, that's, the, age, that's the age you relate to it. Yeah. When you just, you know, in your early sure. 20s, you're going to say ready to die. Well, and think about this too. How many rappers now, their first album after they finally get signed is like, look at all the money and all the shit I have. And he had a few of those songs. Most of them stay true to where he's where he started. Right. Yeah, because he wasn't even rich yet when he died. Right. Because uh, this just hit, so he didn't have no. I mean, he didn't get all the money yet. Yeah, he was he was keeping so it real. He, so he I had like that. money, but not he wasn't filthy rich like. So, and I want to say this: there was a girl I had a crush on in college. She had a, a quote from the song in her Facebook profile. Oh, that's which, right. Which was, I got techniques dripping out my butt cheeks, sleep on my stomach so I don't fuck up my sheets. Um, <laughs> love that. That's, That's a great line. Um, yeah, I mean, you didn't pick my favorite song on this album, Easy, The What, the song with Method Man. That's easily my favorite. You didn't pick that. I like that. got a song with Method Man too that I like. That's right. They were sort of like the indie, like underdogs of that era, right? And they came out real hard and it took over. So that shit was hard. That's what we knew too. Damn, back then too, Wu Tang. And that's what I feel like. You know what? Wu Tang kind of like kicked off like battle rapping. I think like bars became big again. You know what I mean? Like, like because all the in Detroit, right? Like, I know it's, like, played out to say this, but, like, freestyling was, like, huge. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that movement all came out of, like, Wu-Tang Clan because they never really, like, they didn't make too many, like, ass-shaking songs. You know what I mean? A lot of their songs were, like, focused on the lyrics, and it was just bars. Like, one bar to the next bar, yeah. you know? And that's freestyle battling. Like, you can do that off the top of your head. You can't fucking write suicidal thoughts off the top of your head, you no, know? you can't do that. Um, all right. Any final thoughts? Was that it? Was it a pop song? No, no it, yeah, we gotta get that pop song going. Yeah, so. That is it. This is my second favorite Tupac song. Hail Mary, off of uh, Machiavelli. It's not, I'm sorry, he's not Tupac, he's Don Kilmanati. Sorry, he's Machiavelli. The album is called Don Kilmanati. The song is Hail Mary. Okay, so Tupac, aka Magavelli, song is Hail Mary. I mean, I think you won this one. <laughs> I fucking love the song. This is such a great song. What's great about both of these guys, and I, this is kind of a fucked up thing to say, but it's the same thing that happened with Lil Peep, is when you're obsessed about your own mortality and then you die young, yeah. it immortalizes you. Yeah. Like, both of these guys talked about dying so much. I know, I mean, most of the tracks, yeah. I, two of the tracks I picked were really all about that, so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's the, into the mind of a genius, because a genius, you know, can count on no. What's that thing, uh, man who doesn't 
make himself born again is quick to die. What is that? I don't know. Some Buddhist bullshit. I don't know. I don't know any. Uh, I mean, oh, man, is that busy uh, being born again is busy dying. Yeah. Okay, I feel like I, I hear you. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that in rap a lot. I'm ESL, though, so I don't know any idioms. Yeah, she grew up speaking Russian, so. So I say, I say like, wrong shit. What, what do I say? When I, there was like a week I didn't see Dave because he was doing a lot of comedy. I was like, Dave, we're just like two ships in the wind. He's like, that's, that's not even a thing. Yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Ravon, thoughts? Thoughts, I mean. Well, I mean. It's Hail Mary. It's Hail Mary. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, Tupac wins this one, but I, I got one in. Well, it's up to Ravon. I mean, even if you concede, you know, no, Ravon. No, no, no. I mean, here's the thing that's funny about the ready to die thing. Most of the time when an artist first comes out, their introductory track, introduction track, is like one of my favorite things in the album. This was good, but it, it didn't seem like I mean, let you know who he was. But yeah. So it was a little too lyrical. Where it was like, whoa, this is the first time you ever hearing this dude. So what is, I mean, you know who he was, but I like for an a, a, a introduction track to be a little bit more raw. It was raw, but not, I don't know. It wasn't as catchy as I like my introductory track to be like DMX. Yeah. yeah. And Hail Mary was pretty raw. I, Mary, I, 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 I have to give you Hail Mary too. Yeah. You, you say I'm married? Yeah, that's oh, what everybody used to quote. That's all you want to hear. Man. Yeah, Hail Mary is just shit. Yeah. The, uh, the one thing I will say, though, the problem that Hail Mary has that a lot of Tupac songs have is you're like, you get like three solid minutes of Tupac. And then you're like, who's, wait, who's this guy now? Like, and then some other guy just jumps on. He's like, peep the whole scene. Wait, whatever. You're like, yeah. wait, who are he you? He goes through personality changes throughout his song. Yeah. Um, that's him though the one song what's the song picture me rolling he just pitch shifts his voice he just does like the third voice as a different rapper but it's him yeah. which by the way J. Cole you stole that from Tupac so well, of course, yeah. anyways so Tupac wins um, Tupac wins this one we've already I mean I would I would say uh, you know uh, that we should discuss it more. We're already over at a minute, like ten, basically. So, uh, Rovan, what are your, what are you, what is your shit again? That, what's your social media? Oh, I'm barely do that. Okay. All right. Uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook, and then the rest of the shit will pop up. Maybe I don't know. I'm not really a social media person. You can find me in these streets, though. That's my social media. Yeah, go, go to the mutiny. Go to the mutiny on Fridays. Wherever it's an open mic at, you can see me there. That's my social media website. These streets. A.K.A. These nuts. Okay. Please please don't find me on social media. I I, I keep it private. I'm in the corporate world now. I'd, I'd really prefer if you left me alone. Except for that part where you like, rate, review, Starbucks gift card. You want a Starbucks yeah, gift card? Yeah, do you card? want that Starbucks gift Listen, card or not, motherfucker? If you don't want a Starbucks gift card, I'll make it a McDonald's gift card. What, you want a yummy, Ooh. yummy sandwich? What no, do don't you want? cater to them. That's not a good marketing strategy. All right, fuck you, Dave. Starbucks <laughs> gift card. That's it. One latte. Starbucks Dave, gift card or D's nuts. Okay, that's what you get. That's bang, bang. Turn. I like that. All right, let's get 10 seconds of silence so I can fade this out. Thanks for listening. Sorry, I have to comment about this. I hate how they just start talking about different places of California. He's like, it's all good from Diego to the Bay. It's like, 
Is this an advertisement for like California tourism? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It gets a little silly. I don't see. That's the thing. Everybody like California love, and then everybody like party up again. Man, and those are two songs that I California love. And then party up. I do not like that. I love party up. Yes. It's not a good DMX song, but it's a great, like, party song, you know? Yeah, and then, like, the way he came up with it, it was just like, it was like, they made it kind of like a party song, but it wasn't just about something totally different, so it don't go even go along with what the song is about. It pisses me off, too. Oh. I don't know, I'm just angry about it. I just don't like that song. Levante. I don't know why that gets my goat so bad. Gets my goat. Party don't make me That is so... White people just took that shit and appropriated it to themselves. I know, it's very true. Taking a hard bass out and shit, I'm, now I'm pissed off. Can we rant now? No, I'm just Alright, well, thanks for listening. I'm gonna go to the mutiny and humiliate myself. Alright, well, good night and good luck. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.